Welcome to the Inspiring Tech Leaders podcast with me, Dave Roberts. As part of the Stantec.io podcast series, I recently had the pleasure to speak with Andy City, who is the GIS Geospatial Lead Engineer for Stantec in the UK. In this episode, Andy talks about Root Selector, the Stantec.io tool that applies engineering principles to help identify and assess pipeline route options to better inform planning decisions. Many thanks again to Stantec for allowing me to share this insightful podcast with the Inspiring Tech Leaders audience. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Stantec.io podcast, where we speak to our scientists, designers, engineers, and architects who are working with our digital practice teams to develop creative, technology-forward approaches that accelerate and improve our ability to solve the most difficult challenges facing our clients, communities, and industries. I'm Dave Roberts, and on today's episode, we feature Andy City. Andy is our GIS Geospatial Lead Engineer in the UK and is based in Leeds. Andy is going to talk today about the Stantec.io Root Selector tool that can be deployed at any stage of the project lifecycle to enable efficient infrastructure design. Welcome to the podcast, Andy. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for having us. So let's learn a little bit about you and how long you've been with Stantec and, and what your digital background is. Uh, well, it's been it's been quite a quite a mixed journey really so i i joined stantec as part of our apprentice and graduate program 14 years ago now um i i came in as in the wastewater modeling team in uh, in yorkshire went through university and joined the the civil engineering team but all through that period i was quite and any any old teachers that might listen to this would probably agree quite annoying in the sense of constantly asking why why do we do it this way is there a different way we can do it which sort of led to a new way of looking at things for me um started looking more towards gis and data-driven approaches and automation you know i was always interested in these repetitive tasks that were probably more familiar to me being a graduate how we could bring efficiency to it so we haven't got masses of bodies processing data we've got an intelligent way of getting to the answer quicker and allowing our intelligent people focus on the activities that they're there to do that's that that's, that's really good so i know you've been working on the stantec.io root selector tool can you tell us a little bit more about that tool and what it does sure thing so Quite, quite like my career, um, this has been a, a bit of an evolution itself. We we initially built a constraint checker in which enabled our engineers to identify a study area, and it would bring back a whole host of constraints in that area. Now, being in the water sector, I got a lot of requests going. Well, great, we can put the footprint of a a building or a building site into our constraint checker and it will bring back if there's protected habitats or any buried utilities services in the area but we quite often work in linear features so they're saying well would it be possible to rather than looking at the footprint of a site do it on a linear feature with a say a buffer around it to bring that information back so it was an update on the constraint checker and we built that into it to report on the long distance linear features from there, though, that's sort of got my mind going, well, that's still relying on a, an engineer to draw in or eye in where they believe the the best route is and it will bring back if there's something there or not. 
but could we reverse engineer that? So we know where all the constraints are and we know the significance of some of these constraints on an engineering program. So let's try build a model in which rather than putting a route in, you put a start and end point in and it will mathematically calculate the, the path of least resistance as such. <clears throat> now this is itself got lots of different moving parts because just knowing where the constraints are or aren't isn't quite enough for it to be a feasible pipeline route or uh, highway route or whatever it may be. So we've looked at it from engineering best practices. You know, we take topography into account, we take geology into account, we take customer impact and what effect it has on the environment and community into account to bring up a suite of options. So you may have your most cost effective best route based on the weightings and the constraints that you feed into that particular scenario. But you've also got the opportunity then to put in things like local primary schools, for example, or a, a, a hospital where you really want to avoid working in the entrance to that space. So that would be customer impact focused path of least resistance. And your environmental focus, you're looking at things like, you know, priority habitats, protected habitats, um, ancient woodlands, triple SIs, this kind of information, and scoring them with a factor of significance, depending on what that data set is. So once it calculates all these different routes, you have then a suite of options, which is in line with the recommended process from, from our offworts in the UK, and that will then factor in the optimal route as such. So what are the typical use cases for the route selector tool? So predominantly we've seen we've seen a big uptake in the water industry specifically um, around long distance strategic resilience options. Now this is this is looking at how we can future proof ourselves drought resilience, moving large quantities of water from where there's an abundance to where there's expected to be shortages. Now that some of these are you know hundred kilometer plus options that cross multiple clients' boundaries. But it's looking at a strategic level what's on the the feasible options. We've we've also used it for much smaller options though as well, looking at maybe around one kilometre for a, a new rising main, a new a new pumped section of sewer or, or you know clean water delivery main. Some of the interesting elements we have used it though as well, and this this is the one that inspired me the most, I guess. It was for a water client, but we did use it for a footpath. So our clients were looking at linking together three of their reservoirs with a, a footpath and making it a scenic nature walk and they asked if we could reverse engineer again and change and modify the rules a little bit to rather than avoid woodland rather than avoid these environmentally sensitive sites perhaps could we prioritize them and have a footpath that would link the reservoirs together but also make it a scenic spot for walking now again that shows the adaptability and diversity of this tool where it's the rule sets driven by our subject matter experts and our clients needs how this tool can be manipulated to deliver a number of options well that's fantastic it's really making a difference to the community so that that's great to hear so where is route selector currently being used and what have been the benefits for our clients we've seen we've seen some some big big benefits um, down south so as i say we've, we're looking at a, a number of strategic drought resilience and, and due to climate change we we've seen our southern regions of the uk probably hit the hardest or most vulnerable to this 
change over the next 100 years or so. So we're really looking now at what we can do to, to provide that resilience. Now, one, one particular example would be um, Southern Waters Water for Life Hampshire programme in which there was um, a number of routes, over, over 200 different options on the table initially. Now, this has got to go through this process of whittling it down, whittling the feasibility of these different options. Over 200 routes, the average length of which was approximately 30 kilometres. Now, some of them was over 100 kilometres. But the, uh, the average length was around 30 kilometres. Now, if you could imagine how many engineers, how many environmental specialists, how many geologists, how many archaeologists, all these different sectors would have been needed to manually go through these routes and try identify options for each of these 200 possibilities. It would have taken an enormous amount of time. You, you just would not have got to it with the same accuracy same consistency and same value you know we were able to run this over a, a three to six months period using a team of around five specialists now this has not provided a detailed design option there are still a number of after the fact things that need to take place you're still going to need engineers you're still going to need these specialists but as i mentioned right at the start dave the tools and the focus I put into our offerings is to get us a running start, to get our engineers, our scientists, that running start so they're not hitting it cold. And if we can get them 70% of the way there and leave them to really focus on the crunch points, the crucial elements of the programme, overall, we're going to deliver and develop a much better, much more effective, much more efficient outcome for our clients. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. So what are the technologies that underpin the, the tool? So it's it's predominantly um, sort of a geospatial tool. So we, we have a, a number of APIs that link in directly to the custodian's data sets, you know, the Environment Agency, Historic England, Natural England, this type of thing, as well as some of our clients' data sets. But the, the real powerhouse sits within a, the GIS system, ArcGIS, where it can process manipulate that information and always keep on top of it and i think that's a really key factor of this if you are wanting to consistently ensure you've got that accuracy that audibility and best data available linking directly to source is such an important piece of it rather than referencing an outdated data set that may be on a server somewhere once in arc once in once in arcgis it's looking at a, a spatial model then to do the path of least resistance. The output, however, we've we've done a number of different platforms. Um, one of our clients was quite keen on a, a Power BI dashboard in which they could see the routes and see some key metrics around them. Some of our clients were quite keen just on a, a report. So we can program the output to just generate, automate a, a PDF report that has views of the route, details on the constraints that it's picking up or coming within a distance of that type of information, long sections, ground profiles, that kind of thing. I think quite impressively, one of our options though is to, to actually just export it into a simple KML file. So this has been really useful for public engagement where they may not have access to these specialist softwares, but we can push it out in a format that everyone's got access to on freely available geospatial software like Google Earth. And they can open this file and see the route and it will do a flyover of the route 
pausing at key locations, key crossings with nice little pop-ups indicating dates and timeframes of where these pieces of the project come together. Now this for public engagement is crucial because in that initial outreach part of the project and going for planning permission and everything else, it gives the gives customers, gives the public the potential to to comment on it and say, well, could it be this side or that side of the field? Because there's a, a, a particular access track on this side. It's it's key to have that buy-in from the stakeholder. It really facilitates that. So how long did it actually take to create Route Selector and what lessons did we learn along the way? Um, it's difficult to put a pin in it exactly for when and how long it did take to create because, you know, as I mentioned previously, it has, it has been somewhat of an evolution and still, you know, we, we at Stantec don't necessarily believe in this black box locked down approach. We want to be flexible with our offerings to our clients. So it's it's always in a constant state of evolution because no two no two studies are the same, no two geographies are the same, no two clients are the same. So they'll have different risk appetites, different purposes. And that's the beauty of this approach. You can you can rapidly change that. So we've we have been building and working and developing on this for you know two or three years now. We've been deploying it for two or three years as well. You know, as soon as as soon as we were confident to go to market but they never as I say never two studies are the same so in terms of an actual time frame I think it's always going to be an evolution div. So how would you summarize the value of Root Selector? So for me Dave I think the the value piece that we get back from our clients most is the fact it is flexible it's the fact it can perform and deliver a suite of options specifically tailored to that individual need in such a short space of time, allowing our specialists, our subject matter experts and our clients to review and ensure that not only the best option is put forward, for now, the best option is put forward for our generations to come. It provides that sustainable, environmentally friendly, least carbon option across the board. And if I wanted to learn more about Route Selector, what should I do next? So, I mean, people can always contact myself directly. My profile is on the Stantec website, but we've also got the Stantec.io website where along with Route Selector and a whole host of our other tools, each one of them, there is a, a link that you can follow to request a demonstration and ask for further information from our team of specialists. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today, Andy, and I'd just like to take the opportunity to thank you again for sharing the insights around Root Selector. It's been absolutely fascinating. Absolute pleasure, Dave. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Stantec.io podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please tune in to future episodes where we'll continue to explore how digital solutions are shaping our world. In the meantime, you can also visit our website at www.stantec.io for further information. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned for more inspiring tech leaders.